Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Raised in Pimp City. I'm your host, Armand King. Um, man, it's a beautiful Monday morning. Sun is not up. It's still dark out where I'm at right now. And I'm just enjoying life. And I hope you are, too. I hope you realize how blessed you truly are. If you're even awake to listen to this podcast, if you're even alive as a human being and you realize the odds that you even being one of the chosen ones to make it into this world is a blessing in itself. If you're able to wake up, if you're able to listen right now, because you can hear that, if you can hear my voice, that's a blessing in itself. Not that my voice is a blessing, but the fact that you can hear, the fact that if you listen to this podcast, more than, more than likely you have a phone. You know, so many blessings in that alone that you don't realize there's so many people out here in this world that don't have those things. There's people that can't hear. There's people that can't see. There's people that did not wake up this morning. You know, you are truly blessed. So those situations that may seem bad, negative in your life, brush them off, brush them away and realize that you are gifted. And you are. And now you realizing that you are gifted. It is your job and obligation to be a gift to someone else. All right. Selfless. Practice that. Selfless. Selflessness, not selfishness. All right. So, yeah, honestly, this is my third attempt to record this podcast. The first time I was recording this podcast, my alarm went off and interrupted it. Second time I was recording this podcast, my mom decided to call me at 4.50 in the morning. So, yes, <laughs> um, this is my last go. Now, I'm never giving up. You know, that, and let that be another lesson. There's a lesson in everything. Obstacles will come up into your life when you're attempting to do good. They'll come up into and you wonder, why I'm trying to do something good. Why is this in my way? Nothing good comes without obstacle. Nothing good comes without, um, you know, a test, a trial. Is it worth it to you? Your advocacy, your human sex trafficking and survivor advocacy, the help you're trying to give others, is it worth it to you? Is it meaningful to you? Are you just doing it? For 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 uh, for some, for fake reasons? Are you doing it for superficial reasons? Are you doing it because you just want to be the great white hope to some some poor individual's life? Or do you really care about that individual, that human being? Only you know the answer. I know a lot of good fakers, so you can fake me out. Attempt to. After a while, you know, bullshit is seen. But so welcome back to another episode of Raised in Pimp City. Um, today, I just want to talk about music. I want to talk about music and its influence. And not just any music. In particular, I want to talk about hip-hop rap music and its influence over the minds of the people. Now, we're just coming off of this weekend and why I'm even talking about hip-hop. We just had our third organization, Paving Ray Futures, at its third annual Youth Hip Hop Summit at San Diego State University. Another great success. Thank you, God, we were able to do this. And what we do is we target um, um, youth ages 12 to 17 that are either involved in the criminal justice system, um, foster care, group homes, children of um, children of sex trafficking survivors, um, children at-risk youth, 
And really, if you're growing up in a hood in America, you're an at-risk youth. If you're black and brown in, in America, you are at risk. So that term I use loosely. But it's, this event's not just for them. Although we target them, it's open to all youth. They come here for a day of positivity. We bring all kind of rap coaches, uh, good panelists from music industry all over San Diego that we come together and we use hip hop as a Trojan horse to deliver a good message of hope, a good message of inspiration and knowledge to the youth. Um, we've done this for three years, great success. This year, the only thing that made this different is we've actually took what we do once a year on Tupac's birthday, this event, June 16th. We actually had a, um, a smaller version of this, a pilot program that we entered into a middle school Bell Middle School, which whose principal reached out to us and the organization that I'm a part of and asked for help. Said they were in great need of mentorship, positive uh, role models. Actually had 85 identified homeless kids that were in attendance in the school. When I heard this, it was something that touched my heart, my mind, and I jumped right in to this school, me and my organization. We brought in a food pantry for the kids to be able to take food home, connected with the San Diego Food Bank, which made this possible. And then we also targeted 12 of their, which the, the school called their SOS cases, the worst case kids that, you know, some of them on probation in trouble, on constantly bad grades. And we brought them in and we established a program called Empire, Engineering Music Program, Inspiring Rising Entrepreneurs. Now, once again, this program we used the hip-hop industry to influence, teach, and mentor these kids. Why did we choose that? Why hip-hop? Because as every program that we start from our organization, we use the logic of we are not outside of the way these kids grew up. We're growing up. We grew up exactly how these kids are growing up right now. We are in the same hoods. If anything, our situation was worse. That gang bang, gang banger element has kind of dissipated and it's not the same as it is, thank God. So it's an even better time for us to operate in this school. I went to that school and why they, when she, the principal approached us and told us about the situation and the homelessness, I identified because I too was homeless in that school at, at the same age these kids were, you know, living house to house, sleeping on any couch that we can get into. I was that kid. And so I knew the feeling. And so we, we jumped we jumped on board, fully engaged, as well as being homeless and being able to identify with the kids on that aspect. We also knew, and looking back, what was missing for our life? It was. It was the positive mentorship. What was fulfilling our life at that moment? Hip-hop music. I often joke about this, but I'm serious as a heart attack when I say I don't remember one damn thing that a teacher taught me in high school. Not one. Not a lesson, not a suggestion, not a lecture. I don't remember one single thing that I can tell you I was taught in high school. Sorry. Maybe you do. But where I was from, the school I went to, there was not one impactful moment from a teacher to me. But on the reverse side of that, I can not only recite every single lyric 
from at least 20 different rappers, E-40 and Snoop Dogg included, from 1993 to 2000. Who was the real teacher of me and my friends? Who were the real instructors? And we listened to not only their music, why do I know and why can I recite their lines? Because I listened to them constantly. I listened to them at home. I listened to them in the car. I listened to them in headsets. I listened to them, I listened to them, I listened to them over and over and over again, reciting their lyrics, watching their videos, patterning, pattering, pattern in my life after them we knew when it was time to go fight somebody and we were going to the fight we played music that made us uh, brought that edge out of us i knew when i wanted to be hard or tough on a girl i played certain rappers certain music that made me not give a fuck i listened to that music it made me tough so Although I did not realize it that in depth at the time, as a young man, looking back on it, we knew music affected us or put us in some kind of mood, but we didn't know how much. And even though there was a few, those are a few of, uh, times where we strategically put that on, certain music on to feel a certain way, when I wanted to get high, when I wanted to smoke, and I put on certain rappers that, that uh, talked about weed or gave you that weed flow and put them on. Music's influence not only touched urban America and the hoods here in America, but its reach stretched out across um, the world. You can hear this rap influence and see America's hip-hop influence in China, in Africa, in Europe, everywhere. Hip-hop is more powerful than it was given credit when it came out in the early 80s. You know, from right here in urban America, we did not know the power. People thought it was a trend, a fad. But no, here we are three decades later. It has infiltrated all forms of pop culture. It is America's music right now. So us not understanding the power in the music and its influence. It has affected us during the era when I, I talk about often that pimp era that turned us out and we went into pimping and prostitution, the music changed for us. The music that was being reflected from the people we listened to that had influence over us were talking about pimping. They were talking about prostitution. They were glorifying it. They were making it the thing to do. So now here's our influence and our role models that we have making this okay we were felt we felt there was some sort of validation for what we were doing so we went with that we um we 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 patterned our life after them we recited these lines it was in our head not just us as pimps but the girls are right along with us listening to those same lyrics that same music and validating what they're doing they were val- helping validate the pimping this music played a huge role on us in the way we thought, okay? And a lot of us here, uh, in specifically San Diego and California, we didn't really listen to a lot of mainstream rappers, rappers that made the top 40, made BT music videos, MTV music videos. We listened to underground rappers. There's a lot of them right here in California. And majority of them were talking about pimping 
at some point. There was always, even before this huge pimp era, there were always those couple of rappers that did talk about pimping and they were known to be the pimp rappers. But then all of a sudden, this influx of just pimping, this overwhelming amount of the game was just constantly poured on us from every rapper we listened to. It got to the point to where now mainstream rappers were talking about pimping. You had Nelly, she only wants me for my pimp juice. Pimp juice records. People are selling, listening, buying this album. They loved it. It was on the radio constantly. Everybody had a good song, good vibe, good beat. Everybody liked it. But us who were affected by this pimping and prostitution were listening to the words. This was some. This was a pimp anthem for us. You turn on the music video, you see the video, and all the guys that are in this particular video were real life pimps. They weren't Nelly the rapper. So we're seeing pimps, oh, this must be okay. We were getting validated. The things we were doing were now validated even more. When Snoop Dogg, known as the gangster rapper, known to be the, the super crip, all of a sudden, although this man was rich at 19 with his first album going platinum, he had money then. He was out of the game then. He is a rapper. Why now all of a sudden are you a pimp rapper? One of my major influences, why all of a sudden now are you talking about nothing but pimping? Moving around with Bishop Don Magic Juan, another pimp. Who to us, not knowing at the time, we really saved his life. He was broke and, and destitute and out here not making any money. But you brought him back up, made him relevant again. Why is this being glorified to us? And during this era where we were highly influential and moving towards pimping and prostitution so much. Um, I don't understand it. I don't know what was in control of this. And I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Did the streets influence the music or does the music influence the streets and make the streets what it is? But I know we were already merging into pimping and prostitution on a major level. And I talk about this when I'm saying this pimp era, this lasted from about 1998 until 2008, 2010 at its latest stretch. Right now, what we're dealing with is the byproduct and the after effect of that pimp era. This is nowhere near what it was. Nowhere near what it was in the, in the early 2000s. This is not it. So all of us new sex trafficking survivor advocates that are jumping in and think that this is the worst ever known. You're catching the tail end of it. Catching the tail end of it. Yes, people are still involved in it, but no. I was alive and I lived through when no, there was this human sex trafficking wasn't even a term and we were all involved in it. But I'm glad people are aware now and we're making moves now. But maybe we can help for future generations to not feel they needed to get into this. Maybe we can help get to the, um, get to these rappers that, I mean, really, this, that, that even the pimp rap, it, you'll hear it sprinkled in every now and then. I still tap in with the new artists. I'm not that old guy that living in my glory days and I only listen to older rap. No, I listen to everything. I, I need to know what the youngsters are listening to. I need to hear it. I need to know because I know how influential hip hop music is extremely and they're listening to it just as much if not even more 
than we were as kids. The influence has grown stronger. If anything, the, the, the what I see going on in rap music today is a whole lot of drug usage, not drug selling, not pimping, but drug usage going on in the music and that trend, and that's scary. And you do have a lot of kids out here now on pharmaceuticals, on drugs they shouldn't be on. Once again, the music's influence over the streets or in the streets. But yeah, so hip hop music has an extreme role that it plays and it played on the psyche of people. I think about also when people ask me what, you know, what I was raised by a single mom. I love her to death. I'm raised in a household full of women. Why? Why do we treat women so bad? Rap music has a play in that too. I, I can't think of a, um, you know, there's a couple positive hip-hop songs out there that they talk positively about women, but a vast majority of them, including one that sticks out in my head that I recited over and over again, I believe it was on the Dr. Dre album with the chorus, bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. We listened to music that constantly told us that a woman was a bitch, a woman was a hoe, a woman was a prostitute. This is constant um, brainwashing, suggestive music that not only affected the men, that now our view of women is a sex object, a bitch, a hoe, prostitute, good for nothing, meant to be dogged. That affected us as men but the women, the homegirls, they grew up listening to the same exact music. So what did that do to them and their self-esteem, their uh, belief in themselves? If it's, we're being taught women aren't anything but bitches and prostitutes and hoes, that made them as well think of themselves as, guess what? Guess what? A bitch, a prostitute, a hoe. So... Um, I don't know any other music form outside of rap that does that. Somebody tell me. Although I know in American culture, it has never been pro-woman. We're, we're seeing the beginning of that now where, where women have had to fight in this country for equal rights, have had to fight for equal treatment since the beginning. This has always been a white male dominated society. I'm not making this up. This is true. This is facts. And everybody else was underneath. Women, uh, people of color, natives. Like, it, it's always been a fight. It's always been a white male, Euro, European male-dominated society. And here we are, 2018, where finally, thank God for the internet, we have things like the Me Too movement and things that are finally... Uh, kind of shift this around we had civil rights we had women's rights we we've had to fight i don't know i know this so it's embedded in american culture that women have been looked at as less than human less than the male and with this rap with the rap music and it's um it's furtherance of that, that belief and um that women is a bitch you hear that that's all you're gonna hear so are you going to hear? And a sex object. So the minds of kids that are listening to this that are really impressionable at 11, 12, 13, 14 years old that's hearing this put in their head constantly, what do you think they're going to turn out like? What do you think their view 
of women's going to be, you know, especially if they don't have the proper parental guidance around them and uh, mentors that are going to teach them otherwise. But all they hear is one direction and one aspect and and teaching of women. So, um, yeah, I just want to briefly just get into this music and just know its influence is tremendous. Hip hop rap music's influence is tremendous. It, um, it it is the teacher of the kids. It is the um, the director the director of our movie called Life. We're constantly listening to it. The teacher in high school it has more influence than the preacher in the pulpit. It has more influence than the parent in the house. The music. So parents that do have little kids, that's um, you know, I, I would honestly I would tell you not to um, not to have them listening to to any negative music. They're gonna hate it. They're gonna rebel. I I did. I wasn't allowed to listen on my own and buy my own music or listen to my own music until I was probably about 11, 12 years old. But as soon as I did, I went straight for that parental advisory label. You know, growing up, I was mad I couldn't listen to the same music that my kid, my my peers. Uh, parents were letting them listen to. I didn't know all the words. I wouldn't even let my friends know I didn't know all, all, know all the words. I know the radio edit. I didn't tell anybody. But my mom, you know, she she, she tried to control what I listened to. But as soon as I could, and then it was and the floodgate was open. Oh man, I had every bad ratchet, gang bang, um, pimp, every every um, disturbing type of music you could think of. I had that. So yeah, raised in Pimp City. Hello, audience. Hello, audience. Know that this music played a role in this. It plays a role in this. It was one of my major influencers firsthand. And not just me. I'm not talking for being only. I'm talking about my peer group. This music guided us. This music directed us. It gave us, it gave, it, it gave us confirmation that pimping was okay. That prostitution was okay. And so, looking back, I just seen a real quick before I exit, seen an interview with Snoop, a recent interview he did on The Breakfast Club, I believe, and he was talking about how now he's a grandfather, and he's talking about how the music he make, he still, he hates even singing it because his mind has evolved so much since those days, and his feelings towards women have evolved so much. This man has been married since he was making that music back in the day. Funny, huh? So what are you making this music for? Anyway, we're not gonna, I'm not attacking the man at all, I love him. And when he was talking about in this interview how it only bothers him when he, it bothers him a lot when he hears his daughter singing the lyrics to his songs. You know, it's different once you have that daughter. Your mind state changes you know, and evolves. And like most of us, like myself, like when I was in it, you didn't see what you were doing is wrong. You didn't see the pimping and uh, promotion of, of prostitution as wrong, especially with confirmations all around you. You didn't see it as wrong. Thank God I was able to live long enough for my mind to develop, for my heart to develop, for me to go through the things I went through to look back at this age now and see that the shit that I was doing was dead wrong. And now I'm not going to stay quiet about it. My job, my obligation, and my life is dedicated towards helping others see another way. Because there's millions of kids out here who still have those influences and have no mentorship. Raised in Pimp City. If you want to um, 
got you have questions for me that you want me to address on this podcast, you can email me at Mr. Dot Armand King at Gmail. That's M R period A R M A N D K I N G at gmail.com. Um, feel free to look me up on all social media sources. Armand King, A R M A N D K I N G. I am on Instagram, uh, YouTube. I am on Facebook, all under that same name. Look me up, ask me questions. There's more material there. I have videos, plenty of content. Um, learn from somebody that's really been through the motions. I don't know too many other former pimps that were in the lifestyle that survived and not. I've have I've walked away from the acts and from being involved, but I'm still involved in the lives of people that are currently involved in the game. Yes, I'm not turning my back on them. I'm going to help them. I'm not encouraging them to do what they're doing. I'm actually trying to show them a better way. So I'm actively still involved in the game in that aspect as far as helping. Okay. Have a great day. Have a prosperous day. Remember, you are blessed. Don't be stressed.